Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Y'all, cold turkey might be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or arranging your crystals in the appropriate fashion under the appropriate moon phase. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong, so instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. Cho, tell them what you think about it. Well, I got to tell you, I was, you know, I didn't know what to expect, but first off, it tastes absolutely amazing. It's like way more flavorful than you thought, and it feels very fresh. And speaking of feel, as you were talking about earlier, it's super, like, I love the weight of it. It is something that I find just having in my hand, fidgeting with. It's just, it's kind of nice, because sometimes I don't know what to do with my hand. It's also beautiful, makes me kind of look cool. It's kind of old school. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's made me realize how much more I need to breathe, but also how much more breathing hits with the fume. Because, like, you know how, like, you can, Trey, you can have good food, but if you put cheese, any, you can always put cheese on it and it'd be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Well, the fume is like putting cheese on your breath. You know what I'm saying? It's just like a it's- little bit more. I'm like, ooh, breathing hits, but breathing this orange uh, essential oil is just like, oh, my whole day's a little bit fresher. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com that's T-R-Y F-U-M dot com and use the code P-O-A to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's try 
F-U-M.com and use the code POA to save an additional 10% off your order today. Do it. What's up, Airheads? We're back. I'm here in the uh, virtual Airstream studios. Well, on the uh, the other side of it over there, got my air conditioner running. Uh, didn't want y'all be able to hear it, but I did want to also be sweating my balls off. So that's what I'm doing. Cho, you're in your usual uh, facility. Airstream South, and I am sweating my balls off because I need an air conditioner up here really bad, but I've, I've sorted it out. Look at this. No pants, just my diaper. Oh, just the yep. diaper. Just that hits. Diaper. It does hit. I feel pretty good. Yeah, so... This week, Cho's got a whole plan of action for us. You're trying you're trying to cash in on a pop culture moment, right? Trying to cash in on the zeitgeist. I'm glad you exploited me. Yes. Uh, well, I was thinking, this is what hit, hit, hit me, was that, so the movie Oppenheimer is out. It's a big success. I still have yet to see it. I can't me wait. Too. The, and the reason I haven't is because it, I have to see it on IMAX. I have to see it on IMAX because that's how it was shot. And our IMAX only has two screenings of it a couple days a week, and neither of them are good for me and Amber as parents. So we're re- I'm having to wait on that. Uh, but I want to see it. And so, and also, as everybody knows, the marketing of Oppenheimer has sort of correlated with the release of Barbie. Well, I started thinking about both of them, Trey, and I thought this fits the fucking yeah. show. How does right. it fit the show, you may ask? Well, Barbie, I mean, good Lord. She's a fashion icon. She has a Malibu dream house. She has a ton of cars. Uh, I think that's a pretty fancy lady. So that will be my subject for history with Professor Cho. And then I thought, well, how does Oppenheimer fit? And then it clicked with me. <clears throat> something that Trey has ran out of for a long time, or at least he thinks. Oppenheimer actually leads us to what I think is a wonderful Venn diagram because some people don't know that half of the Manhattan Project took place in a little town called Oak Ridge, Tennessee. What better for a Venn diagram than a place that is absolutely podunk, yet at the same time, and Trey will tell you more about it later, uh, boasts has to be some smart people because they created the fucking A-bomb. So today will be our own Barbenheimer episode. Cash it in. Yeah, I haven't seen either one of them either. And the problem in my house, well, first of all, I've been uh, insanely busy with shows like back-to-back runs and stuff ever since they came out. But Katie, like, we're not going to be able to go and see them both definitely on the same day and probably not even at all because of having the boys. And, like, we're we're not going to be able to. She wants to see Barbie, and I want to see Oppenheimer. And so I think we're probably just going to have to watch them both when they come out on video. uh, Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, or I could just, you know, 
sack up and take her to see Barbie. I guess that's Barbie probably what I should do. The Barbie's Barbie one, to. I don't mind waiting. Also, Bar, I don't. Oh yeah, because it's not right. It won't be. But, uh, Barbie's Oppenheimer. smoking Oppenheimer, ain't it? Uh, yeah, but I mean that makes sense. I mean Oppenheimer yeah. is an R-rated biopic, and those like are never huge cash cows. But as R-rated biopics go, it is doing insanely well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if I'm gonna make it out to them, but I am looking forward to seeing them both. But yeah, so without us having seen the movie, I don't know how much I've got. I have a worry that uh, your rationale there may not entirely fit or be a bit of a stretch because I've been saying the whole time that I'm concerned, not concerned, but like I have a feeling that Oppenheimer won't even really get into Oakridge at all. Or even like, I've been telling people, I was like, I love Christopher Nolan. If that movie don't even mention Oakridge, I'm going to be so pissed off. For the record, record, and I agree with you, but I'm, I want everybody to know right now before we get any further, this is not Barbenheimer as we're not talking about the two movies. I'm talking about Barbie, the actual doll, and we're going to talk about Oak Ridge, Tennessee, part of the A-bomb. But, yeah, I agree with you. They're not going to talk about it. Right, because Oppenheimer himself, was not he wasn't in Oak Ridge. He was in Los Alamos. But So a lot of people, because of that and everything, and that's where they did all the testing and stuff, was out that way, out west. A lot of So many people just don't even know that uh, half – of the Manhattan Project was in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Anybody who's from Tennessee knows it. We're like taught that in school, but like people elsewhere don't, they don't know. And I, I, that was, that was surprising to me. It's somebody from Tennessee. And then I worked, lived and worked in Oak Ridge for like almost seven years. And uh, no, six years, six, well, six and a half years. But anyway, I was surprised to find out because I'd come to Hollywood. I've pitched, I've pitched multiple shows in and around Oak Ridge. I've sold a couple, but they were really more about like me. They just happened to be set in Oak Ridge, a fictional version of Oak Ridge. So I've talked to a lot of Hollywood people about Oak Ridge. And at first it was really shocking to me to find that they never knew what I was talking about. It also really didn't hit for me because I was expecting to be able to go to the room and, and be like, so you know the deal with Oak Ridge, right? And I thought they'd be like, yeah, wild place. Right. But they, they never did. They never knew. And so then I'd have to sit there and <laughs> give all the background on Oak Ridge first. Anyway, um, so it's it's become a pet peeve of mine, uh, that that part of the whole affair. But before I continue talking about uh, Oak Ridge, I had a, a little update. Pretty sure it was from this show. I think it was. I think they referenced it themselves because it could have also been well-read, but I think it was from this show. Uh, I don't know how to tell this story. So first of all, I was packing for my last run. That's a and, great start, uh, any story, by the way what don't know how to start it i don't know how to tell this story i don't know the way to whatever so i'm just going to tell it in a not so effective way probably and that way it won't hear for anybody but anyway so <laughs> i was packing before my last run and what i've been doing lately is like i've got like two shirts uniform that i like i think i talked about this before i don't have most of my shirts don't really hit for me right now because I've lost weight and they don't fit me right or whatever. And so like, I don't have many shirts that I actually like. And a lot, some of the ones I do have are black. Well, I can only take one pair of boots with me. Cause I, t- I, t- I take a carry on. I don't, I don't, I don't check a bag. Fuck that. So I can take one pair of boots. I take either the black pair or the brown pair, right? If I take the brown pair, I've really got two shirts pretty much right. that I like to wear right now that would actually go with the brown pair. Those two shirts, one of them's brown, one of them's green. Before this last run, I was like, I'm going to do brown again. And I was starting to put them in there. And I remembered, do you remember me telling you, you, you were there, that old boy who came up to us in Little Rock, like an old boy, old boy, yeah. right? And his lady. 
and I know their names, but uh, they came That's up. An old lady, by the way. Yeah, an old boy, his woman, his old lady, right? His yeah. old boy and his old lady, right? They walk up to us and they start busting my balls for wearing the same shirt that I yeah. was wearing when no, they saw me that. like three months before. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, dude, really? You like fucking, that's not, you know. That's a woman thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And he was like, same goddamn shirt, huh? All right. You know, whatever. And he like roasted me a little bit for it. And I was like, motherfucker. And I did the whole thing I just did with you explaining myself, which I've now done again. And they're going to hear it because they listen to POA. They listen to POA, right? While packing this last bag for the last trip, I was like, I thought of them. I thought of that guy. Yeah. And I was like, dude, Fuck he's already yeah. been to two shows in the past, like four months in two different cities. I was like, I'm not going back to any of those cities. I was like, there's no fucking way. I was like, really, Trey? <laughs> You think that one guy, the one guy who has noticed, one guy and gal, you think they're going to be at this show? There's no fucking way, right? So I just packed them and went, well, guess who was at the goddamn show? And also, by the way, I have two shirts, one brown, one green. I'm trying to fucking guess. Do what? that guy? (laughs) Oh, yeah, you nailed it. That's right. Yeah. Yes. He came up and was like, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't, because he... He looked like an old boy when he walked up. I was like, this dude looks familiar, but I, I think that a lot in our meet and greet, right? So I, I, so I didn't say, I was just like, hey, I'm trying whatever. And he's like, oh, you don't remember? And I was like, uh, and he said, well, you're about to. And I was like, what do you mean? And then he, and then he pulls out and he was like, tell me right now, is that or is that not? And he pulls up his phone and puts it in my face. It's got the picture of us for. He goes, is that or is that not? The same goddamn shirt. <laughs> You've worn the other two. And I just lost it immediately. I just like, I was like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. I was like, I was like, cause also all three times it could have been the brown shirt, but all three times it was the green shirt, right? Yeah. It's the same shirt. Every time he said they were sitting there and I came out of the green room and he said, look at that. He's wearing that same goddamn shirt. Right. And so. Now, for the record, that shirt they're talking about is like arguably my favorite shirt. And now it's you. Now it's like, do what? I love that shirt on you. It brings See, out your eyes. It's a people nice have shirt. told me that I've got green eyes. It's yeah. a green shirt. Like people, I've gotten compliments time. on that shirt, so I wear it. Yeah, and it's one of my favorite shirts. And this old boy's just ruined it for me. He also said that. Uh, it's funny because he was like, he said, "Yeah, you call me an old boy or whatever or a redneck <laughs> on the POA." He heard me talking about it last time. Yeah, and and he was asking her. He's like, "Damn, do I really look like that much of a redneck?" Right. So then yeah, I remember him. He goes. So then he was like. He was like, so when I was getting dressed to come to the show tonight, I had put on a sleeveless pearl snap, <laughs> right? A sleeveless pearl snap. And she said to me, she was like, she was like, I thought you didn't want to look like too much of a redneck. You really think that's the right shirt? He's like, so I went and changed. He said, so I went and changed. What he's wearing right now, as he says this, is a sleeveless hoodie <laughs> with, I can't remember what kind of shirt it was, but it wasn't a browning you know, the Browning logo, yeah, the yeah, deer. deer. It, it yeah. wasn't that. It was something else. But something, e- something equally kind of rednecky. But I was like, I was like, so this is your less redneck option. It was, yeah. uh, it was funny. They also brought me an egg timer because me and you talked about boiling eggs, I guess. So they gave me an nice. egg timer. Sweet people. I can't decide if I should say their names or not. I didn't ask them specifically. So I guess I won't since some well, of our fans are weird about that. If you're but, hearing uh, it right now, send us an email at puttingonairs at gmail.com. I would like to point out, Trey, that it's so funny in, that in this guy's mind, when he saw his pearl, his sleeveless pearl snap shirt, he thought the pearl snaps is what makes this redneck. Yeah, I know. You're that's right. what I, Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I told him. I was like, I was like, so sleeves were just never on the table at all, huh? And he was like, fuck no. He's like, it's 100 goddamn degrees outside. I was like, oh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. You ain't wrong. 
No, um, you do look good in that shirt. And also, it's a very, like, that's one of the nicer shirts either one of us have. It's so it's, like, knit well. Like, and you can tell by looking at that shirt, like, oh, because it's, it's not it's sort of tweedy almost mm -hmm. like the way that it's because I trust me. I remember the shirt. I've, I've thought about you in this shirt. Uh, even when not around you in that shirt, it's a very nice fucking shirt. Ma I mean, maybe go look up that shirt and get, get different some different colors. colors. Yeah. You know, idea. like a blue and navy. Well, you know, you like, know I, I do that. Well, you know, I've told you this before. I can't remember. I was filming something. I think something for attention or something. I don't remember what it was, but I was filming something. Everything you film is for attention. <laughs> <laughs> I've done other stuff, but yeah, they, uh, no, I meant like, they asked me like, Oh, I get it. Sorry. I guess people don't even know what I'm talking about. If I just say, yeah. so anyway, ATTN, who I also do a lot of shit for. But yeah, everything I do is for attention. You're right. Yeah, buddy, but um, I know you don't only work for one company. I'm just making they, a joke uh, about your vanity. They uh, somebody told asked asked me if I could. No, it's for a sizzle. I shot whatever. They asked me if I if I had a green shirt, and I mm -hmm. didn't like at all. Yeah. And I asked Katie to buy me one, and she knew it was for filming, and so she bought that one shirt. But anyway, my point is, I don't ever. I literally have not bought myself an article of clothing in. Yeah. 15 years probably that's not more, true, that's not true. That. one and i was there for it me and you had to go to macy's to get you a shirt one time and i can't remember what oh it was for going to dollywood what i helped you pick out a shirt at a macy's i know for a fact that i did see i don't even remember that but see i don't like, yeah i had to be like forced there black, by a special occasion but i don't yeah, it, it was the shirt that you're wearing in the picture of us on the red carpet at uh, the Dollywood, at the Dolly Parton's movie premiere that we got to go to, which was shirt super under a uh, shirt suit, under a right? jacket. Yeah, I went, and got, a, I went and got a suit tailored for that goddamn yeah. thing. Yeah, um, but I remember me and you had to go to Macy's, and you were, I was so in my element, and you were so out of your element. And I was like, I remember we even joked like how much of a redneck gay couple we looked like because like mm -hmm. I was having to show you things and be like, mm, no, I don't know about that. But yeah, it was, I think it was that, but I just remember that specific, uh, so, time. I'm going to go back in here and tell Katie, um, what you said and, you know, see if she can do that. If she remembers where she got it, the shirt, and hey, cause send the information to me, because I actually need to get a green shirt for, um, Christmas pictures because Amber won't let me wear my British Bulldogs Christmas, uh, sweatshirt, um, so I have to get a green shirt for Christmas. It's funny. I know this old boy when he hears this. I know him and her are going to be like, and be like, I mean, it ain't that great of a goddamn shirt. You know what I mean? It's like, like it's he's awful proud of that motherfucker. He's like, it's just a green shirt. Goddamn, yeah. what's it like, is nice. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I wanted to tell you that that had happened. Um, also, I had a couple other things, but I guess I'll. I'll wait. Anything, whatever they're, you want. are like evergreen. Nah, I don't want to get into them because I know it'll take too long if we're going to talk about Oak Ridge as well as Barbie. So I guess in lieu of that, I'll just start talking about Oak Ridge. And if we have anything left, I've got one. One of the one, things I want to talk about has nothing to do with the show whatsoever. So cool. I don't have to come up at all. But uh, yeah, Oak Ridge, for people that don't know, um, Oak Ridge was founded by the precursor to the Department of Energy as part of the Manhattan Project for World War II. It was picked uh because it was had a proximity to an actual city knoxville tennessee it's about 25 minutes or so 20 25 minutes outside of knoxville uh and there was a railroad that went nearby but there was nothing else there like it literally it wasn't a community before there was nothing i think there was a church 
And that church, of course, literally nothing else, but there's still a church. Like there has to be, it's like this church is for the woodland creatures who live around here. Ain't it wild to think about towns just being made? You know what I mean? Like yeah, being well, in that this time one, when this one especially. But I mean, yeah, it's every town had to get every town in this country had to get like built, founded, and then right. put together. And it, they yeah. all got some kind of story as to how that happened. But obviously, with most of them, it's gradual and everything. But with but Oak Ridge, just, it wasn't. We've only lived in the time where the towns were already here. Yeah. With Oak Ridge, it was not gradual. It was overnight. There was nothing there. The government picked that place, and I don't know if they eminent domain the land or what. I don't. I don't remember that part. Part, but they said this is going to be the place, and they built the whole town of Oak Ridge over the course of you know I don't know months or whatever. But they also not just yeah. Well, you really can tell, like because <laughs> you can. because there's actually almost every house in Oak Ridge now since they've in the, the same. Modern times, they've built subdivisions and stuff, but like, so not in those, but in like Oak Ridge proper, every residential street, everyone you go down, there are, there's literally four different types of houses. Yeah. Uh, It looks like they got them from Sears. Model A, Model B, Model C, and Model D, right? And I don't remember the differences in them, but like A was like, you know, a single person thing. B was like slightly bigger. One of them was like a duplex. And now those duplexes, most of them have been, you know, they're split between two families or whatever, but they're all, and people have painted them different colors and shit, but they're all, every house in Oak Ridge is one of four archetypes. So they're all very much the same because they all got built at the same time. They ship all these people. And I was going to say, not just the houses, not just the, the places for people to live, obviously, but they also built these insane top secret state of the art facilities, scientific yeah. facilities too. They built those in the same timeline. One of which was the largest indoor facility ever constructed in the history of the world up until that point. See, right? let's and stop here for two seconds. That's why it pisses. That's one huge reason why it pisses me off that these Hollywood fucks don't know about it. And it's all it is, is just the goddamn prejudice that, and you know, I know we're white men, Trey. I know we're white men, so small violin here. But God damn it, the South can't ever have anything attributed to them in a positive light with any of these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've thought about it a lot. I mean, again, so if you like, go, if you Google right now, if you Google the Manhattan Project and you click on the Wikipedia page for the Manhattan Project, there under the general information, it says headquarters. Oak Ridge, mm-hmm. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So like it wasn't like people think that maybe they hear this and they're like, okay, so I guess Oak Ridge had a little bit to do, but it no. was like, it was integral, inter- yeah. integral, 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 integral. It was integral to the whole goddamn thing in a huge way. And that's where they, so anyway, one of the biggest facility, indoor facility ever constructed by man up until that point, a, uh, they nuclear, uh, nuclear shit (laughs) you know where they had they because what they did was they enriched the uranium there uh that went into the bombs that they test so i now know why they did it there because in their brains they were like this might go bad and if it does you know i mean (laughs) yeah probably i mean that's also that's why i was gonna say a minute ago i think people think of the testing Right. They think of the testings. They think of the big mushroom clouds and like the shit, the shacks getting blown away and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and obviously they did all that in the desert. So yeah. like people are like, I John Wayne, people think of that shit. And I think they just think of the desert, you know what I mean? And yeah. Los Alamos, New Mexico is out there. And so like, they just, they don't even realize a lot of people that hugely important parts of it were done in Oak Ridge. They'd enrich the uranium, ship it to Los Alamos where it'd be put into the bombs. Los Alamos is where they did the testing and shit, which is why Oppenheimer himself was there. And most of the other like top scientists were out there. Cause that's where they were, you know, setting using the goddamn things but they were right. building them um in large part in oak ridge and they had this uh, they had uh so a few things that are wild about it that you know that took like four whatever three or four years i used to know all this when i worked there but i'm hazy on the details now but it, it took never like stop you from talking about something buddy go ahead took three or four years or whatever to do that start to finish insane like it's like space race type shit you know what yep. i mean like what they got done and the amount of time they got. I think about this all the time. It's like, if there's just, if there's motivation and money put behind yeah. something, the U S government can do like, well, almost fucking anything. Yeah. I and mean, like most of the things that like would hit that we could, they just won't because there's won't. no motivation and right. people, you know, got to spend that money on other things. Well, but like the phrase necessity is the mother of invention. And like, you're, I mean, you're right, dude. If the, if, if you convince the U S government that this needs to happen, they can whip that shit. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. So they did that. They built they enriched the uranium, built the bombs, right? That was, you know, that's going on 80 years ago. Right. Uh, God damn it is. Ain't it? That's yeah. Right, 45, 80 years yeah. ago. So anyway, that's going on 80 years ago when all that happened. And they still, to this day, have not cleaned up the mess they made there because of right. how, like, nuclear Toxic. shit be. Yeah. yeah, nuclear waste and that type of stuff. Like, as soon as the Manhattan Project was over, they started cleanup, environmental cleanup operations to get rid of all the, nu all the irradiated shit, all the nuclear waste, and all that stuff. And it's been 80 years untold billions of dollars have been spent and like they still ain't done. They're still actively working on that. When I was there, that's not all they do though. Just so people know years. Yeah. They're still there. This is probably why they have all this other <laughs> shit. Maybe they knew they weren't getting out of Oak Ridge, you know, because of that, they had to stay there and maintain operations, clean all this shit up or whatever. That's still like a big part of the mission in Oak Ridge, but because they stayed there, the atomic energy commission, which became the department of energy, they we were like, well, let's just, you know, Let's just do other shit here. Let's just make this a, you know, base of operations. This place yeah. is just fine. So yeah. now they have a, a whole facility, multiple facilities there. They have Oak Ridge National Laboratory, which is the home of the world's fastest supercomputer, or maybe number two. It's one of them deals where like us and the Chinese keep like yeah. going back and forth or whatever. But it's one of the two fastest supercomputers in the world is in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. They have a particle accelerator there called the Spallation Neutron Source, you know, where they make... They got, yeah. they got like miles long loops that they put teeny tiny little yeah. protons through and then smush them together and try yeah. to open up portals to other dimensions or in the yeah, world and all that yeah. type of stuff. They do that. They have a nuclear weapons complex uh, where they still the, the what, what nukes we still make and have they're uh, they're made in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, or at least the uranium for them is enriched there, right. which is like, the most important parts. They have a nuclear yeah. weapons complex, all and all kinds of other super, super, super high tech shit. Because of all that, um, literally some of the smartest people on planet Earth 
moved there to work at these facilities to do whatever that's science you in, right? they're into doing whatever. Obviously, yeah, I got yeah. I got my number. No, it's funny. People like I would after I got a job in Oak Ridge, I'd see people I went to high school with, you know, and they knew I'd got a job in Oak Ridge, and they'd be like, they'd be like, they got you in charge of the nukes up there, Trey, like that type of <laughs> shit. Like literally thought that because I was like the smart kid, you know. They're like, yeah, right. I knew they put Trey in charge of all of Oak Ridge. And I was like, how buddy, did they, how did they conflate that with knowing that you were a huge queer? Well, the me being smart was never any kind of like yeah, right. Those two things went hand in hand to them. Well, right, you know? but I assume that they would want a smart like he, not queer in front of charging nukes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they thought about it that hard. Yeah. But yeah, no, the smartness and the queerness, dude. Yeah, they do go hand in one hand. One and one. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're like directly because of each other. You know what That's I mean? True. In their minds. But anyway, uh, forgot which part I was at. Oh, so these people, so... Oak Ridge has the highest number of PhDs per capita in the country. They um, just smoke other teams at like academic bowls and shit like that. Cause yeah. those scientists, kids and stuff go to school there and whatnot, all kinds of wild shit like that. You'll be driving through Oak Ridge and see like a, a semi trailer pulling like a gigantic microscope. Like it looks fake. Like it's like clearly a microscope, yeah. but it's as big as a trailer or whatever. Well, like it still looks like how like the microscope. It, look, it probably wasn't through. a microscope. It was probably a goddamn death laser or something. <laughs> I don't know. It looked just like a microscope you'd have sitting on your desk. Yeah. But it was the size of a tractor trailer. Right. So like you see shit like that all the time. And uh super top secret. That's the other thing they called it. It was called, it still is called the secret city. Uh, because obviously all of that was super top secret. They had all these signs up around town and some of them are still there. They left up for like historical purposes, but they had these signs up all around town that were like in the style of that Rosie, the Riveter world war two propaganda yeah. cartoon art. You know what I'm talking about? Like Rosie, oh, yeah. the Riveter shit look like that. Uncle Sam, won't art. you? Yeah. I follow you propaganda know? art on Reddit and it's fucking phenomenal. You should. Yeah. So, they had a bunch of signs and stuff like in that style around Oak Ridge that were like pictures of like, you know, a workman, a workman dude doing this, you know, like doing this right. like very, you know, very exaggerated face. Yeah. And it has something. It's like, you know, I can't, they like little catchphrases on it, you know, <laughs> the, the opposite of if you say something, say something, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, don't you say shit, motherfucker. It was yeah, obviously yeah. a little more clever than that, but yeah. <laughs> shit like that because and everything was compartmentalized like most of the people working there i actually kind of i used to say this about myself uh when i worked there at one point before i left i had gotten i was on the contract for the nuclear weapons complex i was the contracting officer for that contract and so because of that i went to the uh the meetings they'd have where they were like enriching uranium and making nuclear weapons and shit and like you had to it was like behind, it was, you know, behind two different security checkpoints in the middle right. of this building and like a fucking vaulted door and, you Gun. know, no cell phones, obviously. And people with big ass guns, like outside yeah. guarding it and whatever. And uh, they would go, the shit that they cut, and I had a top secret uh, security clearance and all that, I had to, and they would, uh, so I was privy to all this crazy information about like, our nation's nuclear secrets or whatever. But I used to tell people, and this is true. I was like, but you could walk, you could waterboard me all goddamn day. And I wouldn't be able to give you none of it because right. like it all went over my head. I didn't understand of any of it. It's all like, 
highly scientific and mathematical. You got to have a PhD in that shit to have any clue what the fuck they're talking about. So I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> just, you know, obliviously staring at the pretty well, pictures or whatever. Like also, dumbass too, I am, but like the way that it works with like part of it being here and part of it being there is like, it was, that, it was like the Coca-Cola, uh, you know, well, that's Shit. what I was saying. That's like yeah. everything's com compartmentalized. I'm saying it still kind of works that way. People used to like, they didn't know, they couldn't have divulged secrets because right. they, they didn't really know what they were doing. A lot of them right. were just like regular blue collar people. They knew their part. They had one little thing that they did. They had no idea. Yeah. The like larger, you know, uh, machine that that was feeding into or whatever. And also like it's kind of fucked up people. when you think about it. Because yeah, yeah, it is. You know, they didn't really know what they're doing. It's like, yeah. oh, you're handling radiated stuff yeah. or whatever. But you know, I had to win the war. What are you going to do? What's but, the uh, what's the cancer rate in Oak Ridge? Do you know? Um, I I don't think it's crazy now, but I mean, there would you know a whole lot of people got a whole lot of cancer for a whole lot of years. You of know, course. people and people would still like that's other thing. That's other kind of wild shit about Oak Ridge. Is like, uh. Every like every fourth Wednesday of the month, this crazy ass loud siren would go off because they were just like drilling the siren. It's like, what is that siren? It's like, oh, that's the nuclear fallout siren. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We gotta make sure it still works. Right. And uh there was you could not hunt deer there. Uh or no, every now and then you could hunt them, but only in like during a couple week period and they all had to be turned in because nobody could eat the deer there because there's a chance they may be irradiated. Eight because legs. the because the deer could get into, you know, parts of Oak Ridge that was fenced off to people. Right. And they could eat irradiated fucking, you know, berries or whatever the hell. It's fucking crazy. Uh, same with some of the fish. People, there was a rumor shit like this would happen. Like, in the 90s, they found a frog somewhere that, like, in Oak Ridge that, like, it was, it was mutated. But it was mutated uh -huh. in, like it had like a leg coming out of its head or something like that. that's the thing. It's like, dude, mutations never hit really. You know what I mean? Like they, oh, oh, it's not like it's the X-Men. Like I mean, oh, I mean, I guess they do. Cause that's what evolution is. But for the most part, if you find an animal that's mutated, it's like, it's going to be something that don't hit. Right. And that's right. what they do with this frog. But that started a rumor that got picked up like nationally for a brief moment in time that there were like, mutant flesh eating frogs in Oak Ridge, you know, because all that shit. So like, there's just been crazy shit like that over the years always. And it's a wild place because also, and I haven't even said this yet, but in case y'all haven't inferred, aside from all that, Oak Ridge is a very rednecky, very hillbilly yeah. town in the Appalachian mountains in East Tennessee. Like it's, uh, it's really no different from any of the other towns in that area. Not at all other than all of this crazy shit I've been describing. And that's why I always thought it was a super interesting place. I still do think it's a super interesting place. Try telling fucking Hollywood that, but, um, but yeah, uh, Oak Ridge, hell of a thing. I feel like there was something else I was about to say about it. And I can't remember. Oh, quick, a story about a wild thing that happened while I was there. This got covered nationally. Some people might've saw it. Maybe uh, if y'all remember it, there was a character in orange is a new black who was based on this story. There was a, and an old nun who was a peace protester, you know, you can't hug, you can't hug your children with nuclear arms like that type of shit. You know, uh -huh. she and one of her acolytes broke in to the nuclear weapons complex and um, they didn't get inside the building, but they got like to the building and they brought a bunch of pig's blood with them. 
<laughs> and they started painting protest messages and pig's blood all over the facility. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's nuclear weapons. I don't hit for people, right? That was their mission mission there. They got caught and uh it was a massive, massive deal because like that was a huge security breach. Sure. Like massive security breach. The 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 security contract for Oak Ridge is like a multi-billion dollar yearly contract. And the contractor that had it at the time, they lost it immediately. Like they lost a multi-billion dollar contract because that happened and we had to recompete the whole thing. The uh guards that found them in the moment, they got fired. Uh, a lot of people got fired, like heads rolled when that happened. But the guards that got fired, they said that like part of why they got fired was because mm-hmm. according to their actual protocol and according yeah. to what the protocol is for that facility and their training and everything, they were supposed to have shot those yeah. people on site. Like, yeah. so because they didn't shoot that, she was like 80 years old, this nun, because right. they, they, they didn't shoot that 80 year old nun who was in there protesting with pig's blood. That was like, you know, that was their part of the failure because per the letter of their rules, if somebody gets, cause there's multiple checkpoints. I don't, I don't know how she did it. You know, that's what I'm saying. That was the whole thing. It's, it's like, crazy. what the fuck? This should not be able to happen. Cause there's multiple checkpoints before you actually get to the facility, obviously. And she got all the way in. And if you're a guard there and you catch somebody at the nuclear weapons facility, you're supposed to, you know, just cap their ass. Right. But they didn't. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy fucking place. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, the government is the number one place where if you can get fired for not shooting an 80 year old Catholic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is a crazy um, place. And I hope that we I, honestly, I want to talk about it more because I may just now have to do a history with Professor Cho on just Oppenheimer so that we can, you know, go further into this. But, yeah, it's super fucking interesting. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, Professor Trey on the subject of. Fucking Oak Ridge, Tennessee, a Venn diagram, if there has ever been one. It might be the mascot for the Venn diagram between smart shit and redneck shit. Yeah. We're, well, the it, thing is, we're, we do, you know, fancy, fancy and trash. Yeah. But I think and, smart is also fancy. To mm, some, here's the th- Okay, Trey, let me. Let I, me met, I met a bunch of these scientists who work at Oak Ridge, and they're not like, I mean, they're pretentious because they're arrogant because they're really smart, but they're not like. They're not like bougie. You know what I mean? Okay. Like think about like scientists, how they are. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them are yeah. like disheveled. Yes. Yeah, they got crazy haircuts and shit. Glasses all like this or whatever. Cause well, they're, you know, cause me, they live in their work and all that wild stuff. Let me now redefine the show. If I may, for the rest of the show to me, putting on airs is rednecks 
talking about things that doesn't normally come up in redneck conversation. And I think academia and science fit firmly into that. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm with it. Now, I know there was something the, else. Exploding the Japanese and distrusting the government, of course, are what our people love. But yeah, I mean, I think it fits. That's actually another thing I used to think when I lived there. I went on some of the tours. There was all these, there's a museum there, the American Museum of Science and Energy, and all these tours you can take and stuff about the Manhattan Project. And they gave them, they give them to new employees. I've been on them. They're cool and interesting as fuck. But I remember thinking a few times, like, man, it'd be wild to be Japanese here. You know so what I mean? Because like, like, you know, we're real proud of the whole thing. Like, oh, it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a monument to us exploding them or whatever. Yeah. And it's all like, didn't we hit? We really hit when we did this, right? And I mean, you know, like we didn't not we did. hit, obviously. We did, but, <laughs> we did hit. Yeah, I right. Mean, you know, sucks to suck, I guess. Yeah, I mean, look, dude, I'm they not ever in favor of vaporizing civilians as a general rule, but like, dude, people shouldn't have been talking shit. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. Scoreboard motherfuckers, you know, but it, like it only happened because nobody you know, some people were talking shit. Yeah. Well, talking shit, taking this another thing that I think people don't realize, and this isn't about Oak Ridge specifically, I, many, plenty of people know this, but like Hitler gets all the shine yep. for the horrors of World War II and atrocities and stuff. But dude, Japan, Japan yeah. was on some wild shit yeah. during World War II. They were fully out of pocket, if you don't oh. mind me being, you know, oh. a little overly I, scholarly with my assessment there. But like they were, trust me, I saw they the was, funny cartoons, bro. They was like, they was really doing it. And, yeah. uh, you know, they, they was a serious problem. And Jap so, like, the I mean, Japanese government you know, 100% deserved it. The right. innocent people in Japan did not, but you going to catch some strays. I don't know what to tell you. You know what yeah. I mean? So, there you go. We'll take a quick break. And right after this, history with Professor Cho on the subject of America's favorite doll, Barbie. Today, we're here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, no, we're not talking about a baby. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right, baby. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin and deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's platinum package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above and beyond the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest, finest Toys at, at manscaped.com and use our code POA for 20% off plus free shipping. Y'all, you know that I love my Manscaped. I sing its praises on here, but I also sing its praises in real life just to my buddies. From the beard trimmers to everything, that the, not having to use guards, having one set for my beard and one set for my head. It's absolutely amazing. Also, y'all know I be loving that ball deodorant and it is prime time for using ball deodorant. Boy, I don't know where y'all are, but in Georgia, it is hot. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. 
y'all. Inside the Platinum Package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Love it. Weed Whacker ear, nose, and uh, ear and nose hair trimmer, which now that I'm older, I literally have to use twice a week. Body wash. Uh, they got the shampoo. They got the premium deodorant, the crop preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant. My Lord, if you're anything like me, this is right up your alley. The crop reviver ball spray toner, anti-chafing boxers, which I'm wearing right now, and the shed travel bag to hold your goods. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the ultra premium body wash, ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. You're going to be hydrated. You're going to be smelling good. And again, don't sleep on the aluminum-free ultra premium deodorant for that cologne quality scent on the go. Your Platinum Package 4.0, it covers it all. Get it for yourself. Buy it for a gift for someone. Surprise your dad, you know, and you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code POA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code POA. Use the Platinum Package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. And as always, no more nicks and cuts on your dicks and butts. Manscaped. Code POA. Skew. We're back. It's time for History Professor Chow on the subject of America's favorite doll, Barbie. That's what he just said. I repeated it. Uh, yeah, like I said, I haven't seen the Barbie movie, but Barbie's all the rage right now. Of course, Barbie's, you know, been some manner of the rage for 50 or 60 years or whatever. Uh, I, did, I talked about, I, I, well, not really. I, on stage last weekend, I talked about Barbie, but I talked about the Barbie movie. I talked about the people that are mad at the Barbie movie. Um, yeah. Which basically I thought the main the main thing to me was that like every time the people that I saw that were mad about it, it's like, they seemed like they were real mad at all the girl power in yeah. the Barbie movie. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. I don't know what you thought was going to happen, buddy. It's like the, the, the joke I said was, it'd be like a bunch of crunchy coastal queers going to see a GI Joe movie and then leaving. Like I didn't care for all the gun violence, you yeah. know, like did, <laughs> right. did the GI Joe movie have to be so jingoistic. You know what I mean? It's like, no one would do that because you aren't know going in that it's going to be right. something like that. What did you expect? Maybe this right. wasn't for you in your browning mossy oak shirt, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, I would actually love to see the movie and then come back and give my thoughts, which I, I totally will. But this is obviously about just Barbie. Uh, I watched a great. Do you watch? Do you remember the the show? Uh, the movies that made us. Yeah, the toys that made us. The toys that made us. So yeah, uh, for so. This I, I don't know about you. Um, 
I watched every episode of both of those series because I find the subject matter very fascinating. Mm-hmm. I always thought the way they made that show was a little too like, I don't know, vh one yes, or e channel or something I to make like the, it, the subject I, matter was really good, but I feel like it was made in like a real American reality TV yes. style sort of fashion, which I always feel like makes it. Maybe it's this just a me thing, but those shows that are made like that, I always feel like it. It makes me feel like y'all think I'm just straight up dumbass, Dude, don't you? Like y'all man. think the, yeah. the, your whole demographic is just idiots, don't? Like yeah. it seems like they're this making it for like to me saying I watched this thing and uh, I said I watched it too. Wow, well, but I'm that's what I'm saying. I watched it and I felt like, but it's not just them. A lot of American cooking shows. Yeah, I agree. I feel like. I feel like you, I feel like you feel like your audience is a bunch of like stunted attention span having apes. You know what I mean? A lot of them are. I, I mean, guess. Yeah, I guess I it's fair. Right. There's a lot of market research that goes into every show that gets made and they are trying to make money. <laughs> so, but I agree with you that they it really does. Like when I saw that was coming to Netflix, you expect you at the time you expected a certain quality from Netflix. And it, it now that you've said VH1, I'll never watch them the same way again because they really do feel like I love the 90s, mm-hmm. except for with, you know, however, in the in the Barbie one, there was a ton of great information that I digested. And then, of course, went on the interwebs to get a little bit more information from. But that was my main source uh, for this. What I was, uh, I, I, I didn't, I had no idea that the people that made Barbie uh, were German. And now let me go ahead and tie the Oppenheimer thing to the Barbie. And I saw this, this was a meme. And unfortunately, I saw it on a meme page that didn't give credit to whoever it was. So if you're out there and this was you, please tell me. But somebody pointed out that, <laughs> so Barbie was, the company was American, right? Yeah. But they M- made Mattel, the doll. Right? It's so a tale. Mattel, yeah. yeah, they founded Mattel. I didn't know the people that did Barbie founded Mattel, but so oh. they, but they made the doll in in Japan. So they pointed out that Barbie was made in Japan and unleashed on uh, America, whereas the subject of Oppenheimer was made in America and unleashed on Japan. So that was yeah. like their, and, which is pretty pretty fun. But also by Germans because that's another World War Two sort of element to it there. It was ba- I didn't mean I, I'm so stupid. I was just talking out of my ass. They they weren't German. It was based on a German doll. That's what oh, I should okay. have said. All right. It was okay. based on it was based on a so it was let me just say this. Barbie the doll made its debut at the American International Toy Fair in New York City on March 9, 1959. So this this Barbie doll is two months uh younger than my father, but it was based on a cartoon in Germany. And it was a cartoon prostitute. And if you look at, did what? you know this? No, was, there was a, so in Germany For kids. No, 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 no. Okay, it was a, so in Germany there was a one panel. It was like one of these one panel comics, kind of like you see on oh. the internet now. And it was okay. a one panel comic that like. And by the way, they just straight up took exactly what this prostitute looked like and made Barbie. And it was a one panel. German comic that was supposed to be dirty for adults. And basically what I heard about it on the show was that a dude in Germany would have that comic. And when he would meet a girl, he would hand her the comic in, in a way of telling her, this is what I'm, this, what I want. You know what I mean? Like, I want you to be a dirty whore. This is, are you cool with this? Because, 
You know what I'm saying? And yeah, this- but that's some wild shit right there. You know, pass, pass for something else. Like pass for something else. So this, and so it was literally just a way to tell a girl, you look like a whore. Yes. And that hits for me. Yes. And that's okay. And Ruth and Elliot Handler, the creators of Barbie, saw this and were like, that whore looks like I could sell her to children. And I think that we should do that. And not only that, we're going to name this whore, this reinvented whore, after my daughter, Barbara. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> after my daughter, Barbara. Their son, would you want to know what his name was, Trey? Sure. Ken. 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 Really? Well, that. So, Barbie That's and weird. Or it's so weird. It's so, now I get it. Because they were designed to be a couple, weren't they? they from were the get go, a couple, and we will talk about that in a little bit. And I get it. It's like we named one after our daughter. We want to name one after our son. But it's like maybe make them brother and sister. You know? Yeah. Now we'll talk about this later. But in marketing, they couldn't do that because there was obviously a very market researched reason as to why Ken ends up being her. Uh, boyfriend but yeah it's based on a german prostitute uh when they are so she creates mattel and so they have she they have no money in order to like pay someone they want someone who can like create dolls and stuff so they like snipe this one dude named jack ryan who was like yeah a, so secret was, agent top secret sec- agent. Uh, yeah what's funny Black is cops in real life, he actually found was. the Red October, I believe. Yeah, that guy, yeah. uh, Jim from The Office, plays him now. He, yes. In real life, though, this Jack Ryan guy was a he was like a rocket scientist, but he created things, and they were like, "This guy knows how to build things. I bet he could build a doll." And he's like, "Yeah, I could fucking build a doll," you know. And they were like, "Well, we can't uh, pay you what you would be getting paid as a rocket scientist. So how about this? We're starting this company. We really think things are going to take off instead of getting paid a salary. Why don't you, you take a percentage of the royalties on the doll. And this guy who at the time I would have called a dumbass was like, yeah, that'll work. Best decision this motherfucker ever made sure. in his entire life. But like you said, like you said, you would have called him a dumbass. Cause like, dude, imagine the sheer number of times that's happened. And the it person who said, sure, I'll do it. Never got a goddamn cent because, you know, most like it's wild. It's Barbie now. It's like, damn, what a call. But like, dude, these dude, people could have been crackpots. It could have not worked out at all. You're, you're a children's doll based off a German horror cartoon. Like, yeah. sign me up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but obviously worked out. It's only smart because it worked out. I mean, I've listen, I've done some short films where I took that deal. The only difference is, is that I had no expectations and I was like, listen, I would have done this for free, but sure. If you want to give me, yeah. you know I mean? well, we've done were, that to people before too, but, uh, of course. You know. <laughs> yeah, sure. They went away, but yeah, I get it. So <laughs> anyways, they get, so this dude designs the doll, right. And he brings it in and he, it, unlike the Barbie we know now it had it. So it was this, well, a lot, it had a really, you know, hourglass figure, but it had tits and it had nipples and they saw it and they were like, no, it can't have that. So he just filed the nipples off and was like, what about that? And they were like, that's perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. Which that's how, by the way, uh, talking about how Barbie was in popular history, I, there was a moment and it was in probably the movie Titanic, I guess when I go, Oh shit. What's that brown stuff? You know what I mean? Because I'd only seen titties on a Barbie and they were just round mounds of flesh, right? Was that your experience? I mean, buddy, 
I don't remember exactly, but like we have nipples. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but Barbie, didn't. you, I know, but you like, you've seen your own titties. Yeah, but I'm know? not a woman. I know, but they don't have no, a dick. I don't, either, right? You didn't I, think that women just had fucking bare flesh tits? I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure I saw a Ken doll too, and I knew something was up with that. Because obviously, got no Ken dolls. Kirby didn't have Ken dolls. Okay, well, I know because you're like you're just I know because you're like you're you're dug in on this well, thing. I, I believe you saying it, but I no, I don't think I people okay. you know people be having just in case I don't get there because I have a fear that I'm not going to get there. But just in case I get there, when they debuted Ken, they actually ran three models of Ken. They were like, all right, one of these three, what's it going to be? The first model of Ken had zero genitalia at all. Its crotch was identical to Barbie's, like nothing down there. The second one had a big old dick, <laughs> a fucking hanger of a dick. And they were what? like, they were like, no, not that. And they were like, can you compromise? So they gave him sort of like a sawed off, like stub kind of dick thing where it's like the only difference between his crotch and Barbie's pussy is that where she's got nothing, he's got sort of like just a tiny little flesh bulge, you know? Yeah. So I, it, I don't know that guy. That guy was wild, and it came through with the fucking plastic hammer on on model number two or whatever. For I Ken. agree. Like you know, he's like, I just wanted to sculpt a big ass dick for this doll, but you know, well, yeah, it should you know, like it. I kind of thought you might say that. Don't <laughs> <anymore>. Forget <laughs> I did that. Forget I, I, did that. One. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I made a sawed off <laughs> dick too. Smacking himself like, <laughs> of course they don't like the big dick on the doll. What's wrong with you? Why do you always make huge dicks for everything you have to do? It should Jesus, be pointed- Jack, get it together. <laughs> it should be pointed out. And by the way, I can go ahead and tell you that next week I'm going to do Barbie part two. Can I do that? Because there's so much here. I'm not going to be able to get it all today. Is that cool if I do Barbie part two next week? Yeah, of course. So, because I want to tell you this, the, when they first, the reason, uh, that Ruth decides that she wants to make Barbie and this, it's just so fucking funny to me, and I'll get to it later, is that she sees her son, Barbara, or her son, Ken, and he's playing with all these different types of action figures. There's war yeah. hero action figures. There's doctor action figures. There's, you name it, and there's a male action figure for it. But she looks at her daughter, and all mm-hmm. her daughter is doing is playing with babies. Baby dolls. dolls. Baby dolls, yep. it. And even if there was, like, there were occasional instances where there would be a girl's play thing that like it wasn't just a baby but all of them and i remember my mom talking about this and my my mom was she uh she was born in 63 but she also grew up insanely dirt poor so that has a lot to do with it she would tell me that a lot of her dolls were cardboard cutouts they were not actual Mm -hmm. dolls they were you would order like her mom would order a sheet of cardboard construction type paper and my mom would just cut out her dolls and in those dolls there were occasionally a, a, not a baby you know what i mean but there was yeah. no actual three-dimensional thing that a girl could hold that said i can be something other than a mom a, a mom right yeah right. Well, why would they show i mean why does a little girl need to <laughs> need to fantasize about doing anything other than just being a mom? You know what I mean? It's the fifties. You know what I'm saying? And like how, what else are <laughs> you going to do? Ladies? I mean, that, that was 100% the thought. Yeah, I know. 
I mean, yeah. right. That's why I like, I mean, that right there, that is like, that's the reason Barbie is what she is, is yes. that whole part of it is that they were like the first ones to, to say like, you know, well, this is a little bit of bullshit. I'm sure little girls like to do something besides just pretend to have a baby. You know what yeah. I mean? But, but everybody else was like, that'll never work. Have you seen little girls? That's well, all they want to do. Right. I was like, I guess you could. We've been working on some cooking stuff for them. Like we thought maybe that would work, you know, easy bake oven and baby dolls. Uh, but yeah, well, oh, Ruth me, was pretty slick. She was pretty sick, but allow me to fuck you up with the strong dick of Americanism. Um, the Barbie that we know today actually isn't in any way the original Barbie that ended up getting made because she has all these high hopes of like, I want my daughter to play with something. I, by God, women can be doctors. Women can be this. Women can be that. Well, they ran it through a test group and everybody was just like, no, that right. You know, <laughs> that, okay. But, but they can't though. I don't understand. Right. Is this some kind of. Are we doing like an opposite day type? Thing? Is this take place in a fictional universe where women can like do stuff? Because it, uh, it no, well, I don't, I don't get it. Then I gotta say, I don't get it. Smoking cigars, being like, "Where's her apron?" Yes, yeah. that's exactly what was happening. And back in the late, <laughs> I'm 50s, sure, I totally buy that. Back in the late fifties and the late sixties, these men in this test group were reacting in almost exactly the same way that men in 2023 are reacting at seeing right. the Barbie movie. Right. Why, why were there men in the test group anyway? You know what I mean? Like why'd they yeah. even ask grown men, you know, like show it to little girls or tell dudes, Hey, if you have a little girl, bring her in, we'll give you 50, but well, we'll give you, you know, two six pants and a fucking, uh, you know, almond joy. If you let her play with this, doll for a little bit and tell us what she thinks it's funny that they asked a bunch of don drapers like you know <laughs> right what do you think about this they did have little girls in the test group and that ended up be being their saving grace but with, from <laughs> yeah. those little girls they realized that they had to change their pitch but the reason that there were men in the test group is because trey as we just pointed out at this point in american history <laughs> somebody's got to buy the dolls and and like look <laughs> Having a man, having a a, it, ha, a man having their kid tell them they want him to buy something will usually work. But if the man sees this as something like, "Oh my God, that's going to teach my daughter to have independent thought," they're not yeah. going to do it. No, absolutely not. Can't like, be doing that, that. That was what passed for wokeism in Bro, fucking. Can't have little girls with dreams and aspirations and shit. Like absolutely not. I'd run. I'd bring the whole damn system down. So what happened in these test groups is they start asking the little girls, like, what do you think of this? And none of them responded with, well, I'm sure some of them did, but not the majority responded with, this makes me feel like I can do anything. This makes me feel like I could be a scientist. This, You know what I mean? What yeah. they, what they right. said. Because <laughs> they knew well, they How could. old are they? You know, I they're mean, like. Yeah, at five, six, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're not going to interpret it that way. They're not way. thinking it's, about it. Right, but it's still, I think it does have that kind of effect or has over the years, but like a six-year-old's not going to, you know, not going to realize that probably. Right. But anyway, so what did so what did they say? So, so what they were saying was, wow, she's so well-groomed. She's so put together. She's so pretty. <laughs> yeah. And My mom's a fat cow. It's been a nice change of case, you know. <laughs> you see, my and, mom looks like shit. Never stopped smoking. <laughs> Hair and curlers beat me with switches. This is better. I like this. Can Barbie be my mom? I'm sad all the time. Anyway, <laughs> what? 
but, but what and what happened was when the men heard that, the men were like, "This is fucking perfect because." We need our girls to look up to somebody who is well-groomed because the number one thing that we want our girls to be able to be is attractive to yes. men because getting yes. them married the fuck off of is course. the most important fucking thing in the world. The how that's been, that was, it, we talked about that before, I think, but what's what that dynamic you just explained was literally the philosophy and the reality for women, girls, daughters, fathers of daughters, all that shit for the entirety of human history, yep. except for the last like 50 or so years, which yeah, is and, so and wild to think about, 50. but it, no, no, 50, dude, 50 is generous, obviously, <laughs> but, I, but like, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a very recent because women finally, you know, we're like, Hey, this is bullshit uh, or not be that way. But for so long, that was just a given what you just said. It's like the, the most important, the only thing for yeah. her is to be marryable so yep. I can get her the fuck out of my house yep. eventually. Lord willing. Yeah. Yep. And then That's why she got to learn how to cook, got to learn how to put on makeup, got to learn mm -hmm. how to fucking take speed, all that stuff, you know? Yeah. It's not all bad. And <laughs> then fucking Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But, but the yeah. point is, <laughs> but the point is though, is that it? what Barbie ends up starting at, she does eventually get to everything that was the intent of Barbie starting. But what Barbie starts at flies directly in the face of the intent of the creator. Do you know what I mean? She had yeah. this fucking huge dream of like, I'm going to help women achieve things. And then America looked at her and goes, oh, baby. That ain't it. <laughs> that don't hit. Yeah. Like the first Barbie commercial, again, this woman had all these dreams of like, we're going to put her in space. And the first Barbie commercial has her in a wedding gown. The yeah. very first Barbie commercial has her in a wedding gown. And by the way, when people see this, the manufacturing literally could not keep up uh, with the demand. And so they can't keep up the demand. And they come up with this great idea that the Barbie doll itself would be cheap. Right. You would think when it's like, oh, oh there's yeah. a lot of demand, you could make it expensive. What they decided was we're going to make the Barbie doll cheap. Smart. But what we're going to do is make the accessories, accessories, that, the accessories expensive. And what their their model was based on, you know what it was based on? Who else used that marketing ploy who still does today? Uh, No, nah, I mean, I'm going to. When you tell me it's going to make sense, I already know. But Razors, razor blades. Oh, yeah, make, of course. You make yes, the razor right. cheap yeah. and the razor blades right. expensive because you're like, oh, I can get this razor for this price. But it's rendered completely useless without the blade. That and you once now you've got the thing, you're you going to have to. Have to that one. Yeah, right. It's also like, tell you what else has uh, latched on to that model in recent years is the entire fucking video game industry. But yep. anyway, that's a whole nother can of worms, which uh, does not have for me, but go ahead. No, I hear you. And I mean, not that iPhones are cheap, but like accessories to Apple products and shit. Like you got to get this one. And by the way, mm -hmm. this one is 80 fucking dollars. Uh, but yeah, so... So they, they, they create the Barbie doll. The original design was a little bit different than today. It had a fucking insanely uh long neck and their reason for having this barbie doll like a giraffe long neck and their reason 
Okay. The, re- the reason was because if it had a normal size neck, when you put all the clothes on it, it would look like it didn't have a neck at all. So mm. the neck has to be big so that you will want to put her shirt on her, her coat on her, all this. Yeah. And then she okay. looks like a normal yeah. person. Well, she had a really fucking long neck, which is one thing, but she also had an insanely small waist, um, nice little hips. You've seen Barbie, you know. I have. I mean, I think there. I saw some some person that like try. They like made a scale of a human woman based on Barbie's dimensions, and they were oh, like, your liver would literally explode. They've done plenty of that type of thing. You know, that became a whole hot button issue for a while was the shape of Barbie's body. But they're yeah, they, and then plenty of people pointed out did stuff like that. Be like, if an yeah. actual human woman was actually shaped like that, it would be absurd. And then there's been there's been crazy crazy women's along the way yeah. who have like done everything they could possibly do to attain the shape of Barbie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like including like plastic surgery and that type of stuff. And they just end up Didn't looking wild out. as hell, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this last thing and then we're going to go to airmail because I have, I literally have nine more pages of Barbie stuff, but we got to yeah. get out of here. The, the body image problems really, really started. Uh, so in the sixties, they sold a slumber party Barbie playset that had pajamas for Barbie to wear. And it also had a weight scale in it that was set at 110 pounds. Yeah. It wouldn't change. Right. Yeah. And a, this is my favorite part. It also came with bar, a book for Barbie to hold. Are yeah. you ready for this? A book yeah. for Barbie to hold on the front. It said how to lose weight. And uh-huh. when you turned it around, it said, don't eat. <laughs> no, literally. I swear to God. I swear that to God. That is fucking and, hilarious, and contrary, dude. And contrary to what people believe about modern society, there were actually plenty of people outraged back then uh, that Barbie had inadvertently promoted anorexia. So, yeah, that's 100% true. Would you like me to get to some airmail so we can get out of here, Trey? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I, I have to do part two because, dude, I haven't even begun to scratch the surface of how hilariously sexist and yeah. stupid some of this shit is. Uh, so first here, this is from Texas Tiffany, who is our Reddit moderator. Tiffany nice. says, worthy suggestions. Uh, this is from our subreddit from user Maggie Riggs. These are worthy suggestions for our fantasy draft. And I don't know who they're ascribing these to, but I think they're good choices. Willie Nelson, uh, Taylor Swift, Harvey Milk, Kendrick Lamar, Lizzo, Joey Tribbiani. I don't know about that one. Rosa Parks, Chris Rock, Bill Nye the Science Guy, Emerald Lagasse, and SpongeBob. That's for our fantasy draft. Okay. That's SpongeBob. Hell yeah. Uh, (laughs) Joe, did you know that Ariana Grande broke up SpongeBob's marriage? Get the fuck out of here. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. It's a hell of a thing to drop at the end right when we're about to leave. But it kind of ties into one of the things I wanted to talk about that I will do next week. So maybe just uh, remind me if you can. Okay. Not, not the cartoon. Did you know SpongeBob's on Broadway? You're hitting me with a lot okay. of stuff right now. So no, I didn't SpongeBob know that. is on Broadway. And the guy who plays SpongeBob on Broadway, his family has been home wrecked by Ariana Grande. Can you please open with this next week? Yeah, it, yeah, sure, absolutely. Okay, Jesus, I didn't know any of that. I don't keep up with that type of shit. I just randomly found that out on Twitter wow. or something, or you well, know, the, X or whatever the fuck. That works and, for the show, I think. Yeah, I know. Well, then I found a bunch of other. I got a whole like Reddit thread that has 
some of that type of stuff in it that I'll do next week. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, subject line. This is the last one. Subject line, could the UK outdrink the US head-to-head? Yeah. This is from our buddy. I think so, too. This is from our buddy Drake. Hey, fellas, longtime fan here. I thought of you today when I sent a tweet or an X, Lord, Elon, that said the 68 million people in the UK would outdrink the 338 Ooh. million Americans. Now that you put it like that, I don't I know. Say, I didn't know you meant uh, that. I thought you yeah. meant on a one-to-one, a one-to-one pound for pound basis. basis. But anyway, go ahead. Could, they could outdrink us comfortably, emphasis mm. added, in a nationwide head-to-head competition. After I recovered from the sheer gall of that statement, I had yeah. to reach out to a professional, professionals in your case, for their opinion. Surely, at Harry Hall, did not consider the staggering number of old boys over here who put down a rack of beer on any given night. I know folk in the UK can put them back, tip of the cap to them, but it ain't no way they could take us in a nationwide head-to-head. I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts and reactions to this blasphemous statement, particularly since you were across the pond not too long ago and have a book coming out, which I pre-ordered, by the way. Thank you. It's called Round Here and Over Yonder, and y'all can pre-order it in the description um, and have some firsthand experience with this subject. I put a screenshot below for citation's sake and all. Anywho, sorry for the lengthy email. This is not lengthy at all. If you want some lengthy emails, motherfucker, I'll forward you some that I skipped. Uh, anywho, sorry for the lengthy email. Love y'all and keep doing what you're doing, Drake. Yeah, Harry Hall said, I confidently believe the 68 million people in the UK would outdrink the 330 million Americans comfortably in a nationwide head-to-head. I mean, dude, that's just asinine. That's Come just on, just, ma- just mathematically, that's insane. If I mean, like their best drinker to our best drinker, right. maybe. I thought when you have read the subject line, I thought it was going to be, like I said, like a one-on-one on average type like of Olympics. thing. In which case, like, I would agree with them. Because, like, Me dude, too. I mean, they, everybody over there, stay drunk or gets drunk like the whole pub culture thing and, it fucking, and every single pub we went to right packed to the get like around work quitting time yeah you couldn't hardly walk through there dude no. every, every, and we went to a bunch of them too and they're all just like slam packed at that time of day like and they all buy each other rounds and shit like the drinking culture over there hits as long as you like you know as long as you ain't got a problem or whatever but like right. i think their whole country might have a little bit of a problem but <laughs> they had to have laws passed and shit because they were like, we're going to lose the goddamn war, war. Eleven if y'all o'clock. don't stop getting fucking drunk all the goddamn time. Like, literally. Literally. You wrote, a, you wrote about that in our book. Yeah, I did. I got to book, read that part, and it fucking yes. crushed me. And by the way, yeah. you can you can pre-order that book at the link in the description, or you can go to TreyCrowder.com, where you can also find my man's tour dates, or you can go to yes. CoreyRyanForester.com, where you can sign up for my Substack, get a cameo, all that good stuff. But right now, we got to go. Hold on. One more. I just, but having said all that, this 68 million versus 330 million, dude, like, there's no way. No, like fucking have they, they see these Brits. They don't know about Wisconsin. You know no. what I mean? Like we got they some don't. fucking drunks over Drunk. here and one-on-one maybe, but if you're I putting all of us against all of them, no yeah. dude, we'll wear them out. War of attrition. Eventually like dude, we'll ha- I, I, there's no way. I don't have I, it. Go in, dad, baby. But, dad, but clip yeah. that out. And I would like to say, stay fancy motherfuckers. Skew. Skew. Here's Lydia Loveless. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. 
Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit today. We'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out no house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com. 